welcome to season two, episode two of the Potter Discussion. I am your host, Oscar, and here on the Potter Discussion, we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories, tidbits, and little Easter eggs you might have missed and you probably did. I am extremely excited to share the theory that I have with you today because it has been on my mind ever since I even heard like an uh, just a whisper that this was even plausible in the Harry Potter series. It's been something that's been on my mind for quite a while. This theory is was Percy Weasley under the Imperious Curse? It's a big one. It's something that might not be mm, story changing and mm, earth shattering. Of course, it is something that definitely is playing a big role and did play a big role in the books. You can stick around and hear more about that. But it definitely is not like the Kelpie theory or the Elder Wand theory. So there's a lot of other bigger ones, but I like the small ones too. They, uh,. They uh, make the picture just a little less blurry. The entire Harry Potter series, it's all blur. But that's why I like theories. Because uh, you understand the world just a little better every single time. Anyways, without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. So, what's Percy under the Imperial's Curse? Let's go. Percy Weasley is the third oldest brother in the Weasley family. He thrives on order and discipline, and he does not really fit into the stereotype of the rest of his family. Besides the red hair and freckles thing, that's inescapable. <laughs> Anyways, so when he graduates from the School of Magic Hogwarts, he goes straight to the Ministry of Magic, where he starts his journey up the ladder. However, he starts acting weird when he leaves Hogwarts. He starts to value his job more than his family. Rising in the ministry became his passion, which he refuses to give up. Many Harry Potter fans were thinking, what's up with Percy? And why is he so weird all of a sudden? Today, I believe I found the answer to that question. As I've said, it has been something I've been pondering for pretty much months. I think Percy Weasley was under the Imperious Curse. This, of course, is not something you could easily tell by just looking or being around Percy. He doesn't give off that kind of vibe. We, as the readers, see him as a person with an extremely purpose-driven life. He's the kind of person who has instructions on how to make and eat his breakfast. However, if you look close enough, you can spot the small details and make this theory pop. To start, I found out when he was put under this. I don't think that this is much of a mystery. I mean, when did he start focusing on his job and distancing himself from his family? That would be right when he left Hogwarts. There you have it. <laughs> now, why? Why do I think this? Why would such a maybe questionably nice person have such an immediate change? Well, it would mean that the person would have to be sort of like how Percy was acting. The caster of the spell would have to possess some of the characteristics Percy took on when he instituted those changes. After having long hours of thought, 
I came to a conclusion that not only made sense, but also fit into the rest of the evidence. The person who cast this unforgivable curse is Peter Pettigrew, or as he's more commonly known, Wormtail, one of the four marauders. I know this for only one reason and one reason only. I could tell by what Percy said to insult his family and namely his father. Things that were private and very sensitive. Only someone who could have been with the family for multiple years would know. And the only person who fits this description exactly is the man himself, Peter Pettigrew. Of course, I know it could be anyone else, but this is just the person I thought of who really fit the um, boundaries I had kind of set. Anyways, now for the why part of this theory. What is the reason Wormtail went through all of this trouble to do this one thing? Well, he was working very, very closely with Voldemort for years, so I think it was more of his plan than Wormtail's. As we know, Voldemort takes a very long time to make his plans, and for good reason. So I think this is just another piece to the puzzle. Voldemort's end plan was supposed to go down in the fourth book, but as we know, it didn't. All of his past thinking and, I don't know, all these, all these little things he had to move around and maneuvering was helping and leading up to that one, one final night. It was something Voldemort thought could never go wrong. Even though it did, that's besides the point. My point is he had a lot of small pieces to his puzzle that he had to all fit together. The third book is when Percy graduates from Hogwarts and when he's first put under the spell. About a year is the perfect amount of time for Percy to work his way through the Ministry, start the Triwizard Tournament, and put Voldemort's plans into action. If you recall, with this theory in mind, the story makes actual sense. It's genuinely correct. Here's how it went down. Barty Crouch Jr. takes out Barty Crouch Sr., so Percy can step in as a judge and give Harry tens, tens, tens to advance him as far in the game as possible. Of course, the plan failed. And... And and what? What happens? Well, I think Percy remained under the curse for several, for several years. He was finally free in Book Seven when Wormtail had when Wormtail's hand betrayed him and strangled him to an untimely death. About a month later, the Battle of Hogwarts was fought, and Percy was buddy buddy with his family again, because the curse had worn off, and he was back to normal. Wow, I personally think this fits. This does make sense. Now, of course, this does not cloud my vision of Percy at all, because, of course, he had no control of himself. But it's definitely something that, with this and all these little things in mind, the story just, like, it makes so much more sense. I, I 
bet if you go and read the fourth book now, every little thing Percy does, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, wait, oh wait, this happened, that happened. It's, uh, that's what I do. I'm constantly reading the Harry Potter series. There's never a time I'm not. So any, any of these theories I'm constantly formulating and I come to the conclusion and then I read a Harry Potter book and I'm like, oh my gosh, that happened. And it happened for that reason. And I'm so happy that I actually figured out a mystery before the characters like in a mystery novel when you know who did it before the character and you're so proud of yourself because you're like oh, i'm a master i'm a master just to, like i could detect anything i'm a detective it's that kind of feeling but uh yeah anyways so back to the theory i think it's interesting now it might actually be true and of course with the theory you can never guarantee anything but I'm gonna say I guarantee that this is a thing. I can guarantee that this is something that actually happened because it fits, it makes total sense, and it explains why Percy would be so mean and horrible to his family because we know he would never do that. And now I know you're gonna say, well, like, well, he did, and he did do that, but he did that while he was under the Imperius curse. It isn't that hard to understand. He didn't have control over his actions while he was doing them. So when you say, well, he already did that, but he didn't. Now, of course, I mean, he wasn't the nicest person, which is why I had to think of a reason this was even a thing in the first place. But I definitely do think that he wasn't as mean. I wonder how the story would have played out if he didn't get under the Imperius Curse when he left Hogwarts. I wonder if the Triwizard Tournament would have actually never happened, and what would have actually happened in the fourth book. I wonder if maybe they would have tried to get another person to their side under the Imperius Curse, or maybe they just let everything at Hogwarts play out. And if the Triwizard Tournament did happen, I wonder if Harry would have been in it at all. I mean, Percy didn't really have anything to do with him getting in it, but I mean, the fact that Percy actually started the physical tournament, well, not the physical tournament, but the the, 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 the uh, tournament in, uh, itself does kind of convey a sense of, mm, I don't know, maneuvering. Percy did play an instrumental role in the creation of the Triwizard Tournament, even though, I mean, yeah, it wasn't his thing, you can say to me, oh, but Oscar, he didn't even do it, but I think because he was in the ministry, and he was under the Imperious Curse, Voldemort is like an evil genius thing, so that's why he's so good at magic, and he ranked so high, but I think because Voldemort knew exactly what strings to pull and nerves to hit that caused the Triwizard Tournament to happen, and I think... Um, I know, I'm kind of going out on a limb here, but I think he also might know how to get specific schools to um, compete in the Triwizard Tournament. I'm not sure if it's um, Darmstrang, Bobaton, and Hogwarts every time. I'm sure it is. (laughs) I just haven't read the fourth book in a while, but yes, I think it is, but um, he still might have you know, caused those schools to say yes, and, like, started the chain reaction that caused the whole thing to really start, and that's a, uh, it's a big part, but the one thing I was confused about was the, like, you have to be over 17 rule, 
that was not ideal for Voldemort and his plans because obviously Harry is only 14 in these books. There's no real reason for him to enter and I know that like we all think that Igor Kakarov like entered his name because like the whole scene where he's like walking in with like the most angry expression he closes the door but that was like totally misleading. No one actually knew how Harry's name got in there, of course, until the big reveal. But that's a different thing. So, uh, yeah. Oh, how could I forget? Um, what's his name? Victor Crumb. Wasn't he also cursed? I think Wormtail also had him under the Imperius curse as well. Am I am I wrong? He was definitely cursed, but I don't know if it was by Wormtail, but they are very, the dark side is very manipulative. They, if they can't get it by asking nicely, oh, pretty please, will you please, please do anything and not question the ways of evil that my side conveys, then just do everything for me. If that doesn't work, I don't know why it wouldn't, but if that doesn't work, they just go pew pew, curse, do that, do this, or I will not give you two skips of ice cream. <laughs> very, very mean. They're a very mean group. And it's even more exemplified, and we see it even more throughout the entire books, uh, the entire series of books, starting from book one, really. All, um, everyone who's associated with that branch of magic and Voldemort and all those evil people, they're just generally meaner. And I think that's why Percy was, like, actually mean because he didn't he was kind of like wormtail that's why he was acting out and being not like the best person he was being extremely bossy and bossing people around that could that could explain it i am clearing your name percy by tarnishing it even further <laughs> because that makes sense okay i rambled for like five minutes but that's that I hope you enjoyed this theory as much as I did. If you liked it, please consider subscribing and leaving a review so others can see exactly how much you like this podcast, and maybe they will like it too. If you have any questions, comments, or theories you want to hear on the podcast, you can directly email me to thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That's thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. Yeah. That wraps up this theory. Ooh, 15 minutes. Anyways, yeah. All right. That wraps up this theory. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe for your mask. Bye.